For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out FiveReasonSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com. All of our latest pieces, including Alfredo Arteaga from Three Yards Per Carry, just a piece, did a piece with his 40 top quarterbacks on the NFL. So see where he has Tua, Brady, Mahomes, Wilson, and everybody else. Also, Five Rings Canes is on their, our YouTube channel. All of our merchandise, you've got about uh, four days left, five days left. You get 10% off if you spend 30 or more on the site. That's any kind of shirt. Our Tua shirts, our Heat shirts, our Five Reasons shirts, our Panther shirts. Looks like the Panthers are actually going to make the playoffs because they expanded the playoffs in the NHL, and the NHL is coming back. So check out all of those on FiveReasonsSports.com. Basically, 30 bucks. that's two shirts. So buy two shirts, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Also, I want you to check out all the sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. They are local that's what we're really proud of here because they help support us during the COVID crisis. We want you to support them. And one of them, one of our guests today, knows quite a bit about it, and that's Mr. M's Sandwich Shop. And you may know the one in Hollywood. They also have one in Davie on University Drive right across from Nova Southeastern University. So mentioning the Dolphins, it's right across from the Dolphins facility. If you go online and order at MrMsSubs.com, you can save with the discount code 5R. So use the discount code 5R there and you get 15% off your entire order. They've been serving South Florida since 1979. They got Philly cheesesteaks, subs, wraps, salads, and more. Everything is made fresh to order. This is not Subway. Go to Mr. M's Sandwich Shops. Again, that's in Davie University Drive. When you stop inside, say hello to Paul and Jody and tell them you heard the ad on the podcast. But they are open right now. But like I said, the online promotion is also where it's at. That's 15% off by using the code 5R at Mr. M's Subs. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Make sure to check out our last ep, Alex Toledo, who's with me today again. And I went through uh, some of the scenarios and kind of looked at a Heat Thunder possible first round matchup, which would be the eight nine if they get rid of the conferences. Also compared that a little bit to what it would look like against the Pacers. We've got Alphonse Sydney here today. And we've also got Brady Hawk, who you may recognize his work. He's been writing uh, for the website now for the past few months. Let's start here, Brady, because we have some young people in the network. We make fun of them. Um, one of them is Alex, who could be your father. Uh, Brady, how old are you? I'm 16. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. I think the jokes are going to stop with Alex now. Yeah, wow. I think uh, that's it. I, that's it. Years on him. This is crazy. I thought say is the youngest one for for a while. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Uh, I mean, well, are you younger than Nikias? I don't know. You and Nikias are pretty close, aren't you? Uh, Nikias is like a year or two older than me. Okay. Ethan could be your grandfather, which is cool. Uh, I could be a lot of people's grandfather. Uh, I might be a lot of people's grandfather. I don't know. No, hopefully not. Uh, but uh, yeah, Nikaya, well, the beard when Nikaya makes him look older than you. But, but Brady is 16 years old. Um, what is it? Tell people your, your Instagram uh, handle because I, I kind of like that too. It's youngest sports agent because that's what I'm trying to become. And I'm getting started early with a lot of different things. And I'm just, you know, heading towards trying to become the youngest sports agent. Look at that. He's going to be a Rosenhaus before Rosenhaus. Just don't cheat the way that Drew used to. All right, so we got Brady Hawk here, um, and Brady wrote a piece for us that we're going to get to in the second part of this episode, which was about the best young cores in the NBA. He, he ranked five of them. We actually have five more, I think, that we're going to add to it, and then we're going to do it ourselves, and we've got the heat involved. But, Alf, let's get to the news of the day first. Uh, the most interesting thing that happened on Twitter – well, two things. One, the NHL is coming back. Um, we were waiting for the first league to announce that they were coming back. Major League Baseball, as has been the case for the last 25 years, can't get its effing act together. 
so <laughs> it's not going to be baseball. Uh, football, Steve Ross was on CNBC today and basically said we're playing no matter what, with or without fans. We're preparing for fans. I mean, Steve Ross has Trump in his ear. So, I mean, we've always assumed the NFL was going to go forward in some way. But the NHL went forward today. They basically announced, uh, I guess, as of, what, July 1st, uh, training camps, 24 teams, of which the Panthers will be one. So they're essentially having an expanded playoffs instead of a regular season. Now, Alex and I talked yesterday about the various possibilities. Dame Lillard came out and said something today, which my reaction to is this is why there should be no regular season. Yep. Uh, he, he, right? he, basically, he, he basically said – I'm not going to play. I'm not coming back to play if there's no path to the playoffs. And just for context, the Portland Trailblazers, I believe, are, uh, is it 28 and 36 or 29 and 37? They're, they're eight games under 500 in the Western Conference. Yep. 29 and 37. They played 66 games. They are at what, three and a half games behind Memphis. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they're bunched up with the Pelicans and the Spurs kind of behind them, but they're significantly behind 500. They did not play well this year, white side or no white side. They've blamed injuries, but McCollum and Lillard were healthy. And Dame Lillard is saying he's not going to play. And I, I'm full disclosure, I love Dame Lillard. He's my favorite point guard in the league. Uh, and I like a lot of what he represents. I think he's out of his mind. Uh, to, me, to me, this is why there should be no playoffs. The Portland Trailblazers have no reason Wait, but to Why play. is he out of his mind? He's out of his mind for thinking that the Blazers he, – he's think, out of his mind for thinking that concessions should be made for the Portland Trailblazers. That's oh, okay. Opinion. I see what you mean. I, I understand him not wanting to play because there's no if, – if they can't make the playoffs, there's no reason to go up back and play five games. or Well, they're, they're at 66 games. So if they had to play four games to get to 70, like I'm not risking anything for that. <laughs> like, right. I mean, I, listen, I'd, I'd fake a migraine or something. Like there'd be no way you're going to have me out there on the court you know, sweating and bumping in, in the other guys and all that with everything's going on. And I, I, I know for a fact I got a four-game limit to this thing and I'm going home. Like, I wouldn't even leave my house. It doesn't make sense. Well, that part of it makes sense, Alex. And, look, uh, first, Chris Haynes came out with a story, as I've said before. Chris Haynes and Dame Lillard, people talk about Windhorse and LeBron who don't really have a friendly relationship in some ways. Uh, Dame Lillard is Chris Haynes's guy, has been from the very beginning – is kind of the reason that Haynes was propelled to get the job in Cleveland where he developed a relationship with Clutch. Uh, so he's very tight with Dame. So when Dame wants to get something across and he doesn't do it on Twitter, he tells Chris Haynes. So Dame wanted to get this off his chest and use Chris Haynes to do it, which more power to Chris. I mean, as people know, Chris and I are friends. But this whole thing to me, I mean, Alex, like I understand him not wanting to come back to play meaningless games, but they shouldn't be included in my view. Like, what, well, is the po- what is the point of including them? I think that's fair. And to me, I, 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 I didn't really see it as him demanding the concession to be made for Portland. Uh, I think it's, it's more than fair for him to feel that way. To me, it's, it's basically saying that if we're not, you know, if they don't do like some type of, I don't know, four or five team single elimination tournament, uh, you know, to try to see, you know, who's going to get the eighth seed in the West. Like, if, if they're not doing some type of thing like that, then yeah, like none of these teams should really be playing. Like, what's the point of that half measure? Like, I'm 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 fully on board with him. Okay, so Brady, you, I mean, you mentioned Memphis is one of the better young teams in the league. When people were throwing this at back at me today, and there were very few. Most people, again, I think, are just in favor of let's do the 16 and go to the postseason, whether you reseed or you don't reseed. But the argument that's been made about Memphis and New Orleans and Portland in the West is that Memphis had this brutal schedule that was coming up. And Portland and New Orleans didn't. And Portland and New Orleans, after being banged up the whole year, were healthy. Um, is there any merit to that in your view, that these teams should get a chance to chase them down? No, I just think that they had way more than enough time to play because he doesn't want to risk getting hurt. Well, I mean, my, my thing about it is this. You can't replicate the schedule that Memphis was going to play, right, guys? Like... <laughs> I mean, a lot of people were talking about the schedule Memphis is going to play, but that included road games and included against teams that were hot at the time. I don't know how you replicate that, and it's not like you can replicate what's going on in the season anyway because this idea, well, New Orleans and Portland are healthy now. Like, nobody guarantees you a healthy season. 
And the thing is, they're three and a half games up with, and we're we're talking about them having to get to 70 games. So teams are at 65 and 66 games. Mm -hmm. Memphis has to lose every game and you have to win every, like you, like Brady said, you had your chance, right? You had your shot. Like it's, it's over, you know? And, And the thing is like, these are extenuating circumstances. Like, I understand people want to see and to make sure the right teams get in, but we're talking about the eight seed. Like, let's let's stop, uh, you know, let's not get out of our minds about this. This is the eight seed in the Western Conference. Um, I, I mean, the Eastern to get all the teams to agree, though. That's why I think it's it's important to know about, like, you know, how these teams feel and how the players feel because you're going to have so many guys having to kind of agree on one solution. So I think that's... But do, you, but do you think, Alex, that there are any players that are on the top 16 seeds they're going to say they're not going to play. I don't. I, Joe Inglis, you know, was quoted as saying it, and then you went back and looked, and Joe Inglis corrected it because he said, I said it two months ago. I, I, don't, I don't think ultimately there are going to be every players. Play, every, t- every, every player on every playoff team is going to want to play. Correct. I, See, that's, the that's the sense that I've gotten too. The thing is, like, we're all kind of, like, on board with the whole let's just go to the playoffs thing, which I am too. Maybe I would prefer a 20-team thing just to kind of be fair. I, I don't really care. I'm good with the whole playoffs starting thing. I think the fact that the matter is that, you know, the NBA has to make this decision not only for the fans and for what's the cleanest solution, but also to appease these teams, which are going to be, you know, losing even more revenue by not playing if we just go straight to the playoffs. Whereas, like, if you get each of these teams five, six games, you know, even if we all agree that they don't matter and maybe they're useless, it not only is it good for the NBA to make money and to reach those incentives or whatever, it's really good for those teams. I, I don't know. I I guess the, the financial aspect to me is, some, is something that's just going to – I feel I like don't think the ri- I don't think the risk outweighs the reward on that when it comes to finishing out the regular season or like we, like we keep talking about getting to 70 games. I think the teams that aren't in the playoffs are going to benefit enough from the playoff revenue um, I mean, this thing is going to be – people talk about, oh, it's not going to be the same without fans. This is going to be the highest rated crap on TV. Like, oh, no yeah. doubt. Well, well look, look at what just happened with that stupid golf that, tournament, that, which, I, which I'm not – Right, which I'm, and I'm not a golf person, and I don't like watching Tom Brady, but I sat there and watched six holes of that thing the other day. And the rating of – we talked about the last dance ratings. The ratings for the match were better than the last dance ratings. And they, they were – I thought they, they were about the it, same. I they think were, they were a little higher. About- I think if you're going to talk about ratings, though, there's a good chance that they could do like a top 20 kind of thing because the Pelicans are one of the most watched right. teams in the league. So I feel like. But for Brady, doesn't that look a little. See, I, yes, Zion got mentioned. But to me, that almost looks, I don't know, staged by the NBA that you're just trying to get Zion in the playoffs. Like Alex and I went through the, the teams last night. OK, you have some teams. If they go to 24, I mean, you have some garbage. I mean, right. some garbage. Okay, oh, yeah. the, the, I mean, if you if you don't reseed, the Knicks are the twelfth seed in the East. I'm gonna say you're gonna get the Knicks. <laughs> you're gonna get the Knicks. Okay, I mean, you have some garbage. Like, I mean, Washington is garbage, and they're the ninth team in the Eastern Conference. Every team below eight was tanking this year in the East. Well, Every one the of them. The twenty the twenty team solution wouldn't include these teams. It would just be yeah, the conference teams. But I do I do like Al's point that, you know, it would just take so much for them to even, you know, get past the Grizzlies in the standings because of, you know, the Grizzlies would basically have to lose all of those games that they play. And, you know, one of those other teams uh, chasing them has to pretty much maybe only lose one game, probably go undefeated. To get yeah, and what, what has, where has Portland proved that they can go on a five-game win streak? They haven't. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they did. They did two years ago. Okay, I mean, but like, I I can understand if the ninth seed was a game back or a half a game back. Then you have. Then I think the NBA could pull some strings and say, okay, we're gonna have a a three game playoff or a one game a one game play in or something like that. But when you're three and a half games back. Like, it just, you know, take the L and stay home. Like, and you're racing to get to an eighth seed that you're going to have to play LeBron and the Lakers. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> Right, right. And, well, the other part of it that makes it more unfair to me is we're all talking about how to reward the teams that finish with higher records during the regular season, right? So, to me, the only solution, and we talked about this in the last pod, was, was to reseed after every round. 
because at the very least then, you know, it, you, you don't have home court now. So at the very least, it gives the Lakers, Milwaukee, Toronto, the Clippers, the teams that were better this year, it gives them some kind of an advantage where they'll be playing lesser rosters as they go forward. Okay, so even if there's upsets and the bracket gets screwed up, you don't have the, the weaker teams that are, that are getting – the middle-of-the-road teams that are getting to play the weaker teams, okay, like you do in the NCAA tournament which I always hate that. Like everybody loves upsets until you get to the third round of the NCAA yeah, tournament. Yep. And, and, right, and, and, watch them the third right, or fourth time. Like, right. And, and then you've got a bunch of 12s, 12 and 13s playing each other. Okay. 12. And you're like, no, I reseed this whole thing. So the better teams play. Okay. And, and make sure the better teams get through. So you're going to end up with that. So to me, the only way to reward those teams is the better teams. Brady guys, if you put in more of these teams at the bottom, you're going to have more garbage upsets based on one guy on a top seed pulling a hamstring because you've had three months off. And we're going to end up with the freaking Phoenix Suns in the conference finals or the, or the semifinals <laughs> and wonder how the hell, like, you want to talk about right. the season. Let's not get crazy here. I mean, what if Devin Booker has two good weeks? Like, it's not, it's not, dude, it's not fair. It's not. Well, if that happens, then they're definitely putting an asterisk on the season. Yeah. Right, right. And that isn't, isn't that what you're trying to avoid right now? You completely delegitimize this championship if, so, if so uh, don't Phoenix put, makes a run. So well, don't put in the crap. That's what I'm saying. There's enough crap. Orlando is crap, right? Okay. I, I, it'd be better if they just did like 12 teams, but listen. I I'm agree. A, I would I'm rather they do 12. But All not, right. But we weren't saying that the past like three, four years when the he were, you know, spending the whole time. Well, listen, that, that this was a regular. It was a regular, regular season. Like this is. It's it's very convenient that that we do this now. Yeah. Well, now, it, well if, if the he were well, eight seed, if the he were, if he were a ninth seed, I'm like, let him play it out. Well, who? Let, let's figure. Let's figure this out. If the heat, if the if you had twelve, okay, and you went, okay, so if you had twelve, you'd have the first four get buys, right? The Heat are the eighth overall seed. So they would be, they would be, they would play, they would still play the nine seed, right? They would still play, um, and I mentioned on the last pod, they would they would still play OKC. And I mentioned last night that if they just, if they won the game against Charlotte, the last game of the year where they led by 30, they actually would be the seven and playing Houston in the first round. So they actually, I think, kind of dodged a bullet. But yeah, I, I, I would rather they go 12 than go 20. I, I don't want to see some of this garbage. I Do you? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't need to see the uh, Charlotte Hornets in the um, right. In the I, I just, I, I, I just. What do you? I, how do you yeah. feel about the the group play option that people have been talking about today, where it's kind of like the World Cup thing, where you have teams, playoff teams tiered, and then you Let's have just, like stop one this. Team in every group. <laughs> Why like, we gotta be cute with it? Like, stop being cute. Like, just play. I, I feel like this, this is me as a fantasy out. commissioner. No, Alex, this is what this is what I used to do as a fantasy basketball commissioner for like ten years with like I don't know, all those guys, Sedano and Israel, in my league. Every year, I'd have some new wrinkle just because I was bored, and like it didn't serve any purpose. It was just There's like never been a time to be cute. All right, there's never been more of a time to be cute. Than right now. I think the one through sixteen is 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 the best. The one through sixteen and reseed. I think and, that and, is, and I hope they adopt it forever. Right, one through sixteen and reseed. Uh, to me, that's experiment with that. But to go further than that, I mean, I, these other teams. There's no team that missed the playoffs this year in one through eight or one through sixteen that is over five hundred. If there was a team that was over five hundred, there have been years. The West has had eleven teams over five hundred. You can make a case for it. Because you remember what Dragic is thinking right now? You remember when Dragic on the Phoenix Suns, they won like 49 yes. games and missed yeah. the playoffs? 48-34, <laughs> and he was, he was all NBA third team, and they missed the playoffs. <laughs> like, that's, but there's nobody's winning 48 games. Like, it, it, the, you, know, you know, the teams that get screwed, I was thinking about this. If you do top 12, Dallas is going to miss the playoffs because they're the seven in the West. And they're, they're only – they have the same amount of wins as Houston, so right. Like that's unfair. That's legitimately unfair. That's why well, they can't. Do I mean, it. Not Cuban if you will re- lose his mind. So not if you just went with the twelve best records. Well, then right. Then they would make it. And then who doesn't make it? The six and the, then Philly doesn't make it. Uh, Philly, Indiana, Brooklyn, and Orlando are all. <laughs> no, no. Well, Brooklyn, Orlando for sure. But if you went with twelve, then yeah, the seven in the West. I think either Indy or Philly. I don't know which one. Uh, India or Philly would make the, the Sixers would miss the playoffs. I think, which would be fuck, would be hilarious. So <laughs> I like that idea better. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Let's go with that. We all approve that. All in favor. The, the Sixers I, miss the, the, Sixers, the, <laughs> the Sixers. The Sixers miss the playoffs. All right. So that's where everything is. 
We'll get to more of this. Uh, but after we come back, we're going to talk about the best cores in the NBA. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know, these days, you need to make sure that your place is sterilized. Why? Because if it's not, nobody is going to want to show up there. So make sure that you get that certificate from Greenview Construction. It's known as Making America Clean Again, Maca Inc., Net. They go through an entire cleaning process. They will clean and sanitize your place. They will disinfect. They will sterilize. They can do it overnight or long-term. They can set just about anything up for you. But the big thing that they do, once they do it, they'll give you that certificate. You can put it in your window and let everybody know your place is open for business and it is safe. It's not a bad idea to do in your residence either, but they do both residential and commercial. You can find them at macainc.net. That's M-A-C-A, Inc. .net. This is the time to do it. We're coming out of COVID. Obviously, everybody is flooding the beaches and everywhere else. But again, some people who are rightfully careful are not going to want to go into certain businesses if they don't know that they're clean. So get it clean, get it sanitized, get it disinfected, get it sterilized. MacaInc.net. All right, now back to the episode. And we're going to talk about Brady's article from last week. We're going to add a little to it. Let's get to some of the specifics of kind of what the guidelines were for the best young cores in the NBA. What did you do, Brady? So I took, well, the, it was under 25. So the, any player that's under 25 and I basically ranked it off of potential and current. So it's kind of a mixture of both. So. All right. So it's under 25. We're going to expand that a little bit. We're going to go 25 and under because guys have gotten a little older the past couple months. And there's also some guys that we want to include. So the five teams that you had, and we're going to make a case for some of these, and we'll try to put these in order. You did have an order, you, and this is not the order, but you had Boston, Minnesota, the Heat, Memphis, and the Pelicans. As we were talking before the episode, Alex and Alf and I, we added Dallas, Denver, OKC, Atlanta, and Phoenix. You had the Pelicans first. Why? Charlotte, uh, Atlanta? Uh, oh, and Atlanta, no, Atlanta, I mentioned. Charlotte, I did not mention. Okay. Um, but they're Fair. sort of in the mix, too. Uh, New Orleans first, Brady. I mean, obvious reason? Yeah, well, obviously, because they have Zion Williamson. But when you look at a young core, I feel like you have to look at both, um, like, an up-and-coming rookie who has a lot of star power, but also a young all-star, which is what, obviously, the Heat have, but also the Pelicans have. But they also have, you know, the best passing point guard in the NBA, potentially, which is Lonzo Ball, who fits in great with Zion Williamson. So I just feel like those three together, and actually having Jackson Hayes as well, who's another rookie who's looking pretty good this year. So I just feel like they are the obvious number one potential young core. All right, so let's start with Zion, and let's bridge off the conversation this way, guys. Uh, to me, to have the best young core, you have to have one guy, 25 or under, who has superstar potential. Can we agree on that? Like, if you're going to say you have the best – it can't just be well, a collection of good young – all-star potential. Okay. So, Somebody up there for sure. All right, so let's go through the teams that we've got here. The Pelicans, Zion for sure, right? Um, Ingram. Ingram. And Ingram was an all-star. All-star Ingram was an all-star. So that's – one franchise player and one all-star, right? Mm -hmm. And then Lonzo Ball is solid. All right, Memphis, Maranta, yep. franchise player, yes. Yep. Gary Jackson Jr., I think, is on the same level. I mean, not on the same level as Ingram, but it's, it's kind all of – All-star. All-star. I think all-star all potential, right? I don't know yes. if he's franchise player potential, but all-star yes, potential. Yes, but already, already extremely productive and already a great defensive big. The Heat? Oh, and don't forget Brandon Clark and Justice Winslow. And yeah, that's Justice right. is still only 24 years old. And right. they've got so Dylan Brooks, who's been producing for them for a couple of years now. They, they, like I said, Brandon Clark is one of the most underrated rookies out of anybody. So that's what, another one that adds to that one. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so the Heat have the Heat have franchise player or all-star player? What is Bam? Franchise player. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm good with saying franchise player. I mean, and Kendrick Nunn, if he continues his trajectory, could be an all-star. Awesome. Tyler Hero can be an all-star. So they have three guys there. De Derek, uh, Derek Jones, solid player, not all-star. Not an all-star. And what we and we 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 discussed Duncan Robinson is actually 26, oh, right? He's 26, but yeah. Casey Akpala is project. 
I mean, some of these teams have projects, too, that are interesting. But let's just say, because we're just doing, do you have a franchise player? Pelicans, yes. Memphis, yes. Heat, we all agree, yes. Boston, yes, right? Jason Tatum, franchise yes. player. they have two. <laughs> Is Jalen a franchise player? Or an I think so. I think yeah. the two. I think they're two. They have two guys that can build their team around for years. And Minnesota, Minnesota, franchise player, Cat. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is he under 25 still? Jeez. Yeah, he's 24. <laughs> Just 24. Right. <laughs> yeah. And D'Angelo and Russell, so D'Angelo yeah. Russell is also All-star. Nice All-star. All-star. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas franchise player, yes. No question. No. Who? Doncic? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joking. <laughs> Denver. Franchise player? Under 25? Jokic is 25, yeah, 25, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. OKC. Gilgis Alexander. Franchise player, All-star. All-star. Not a All-star. franchise player. I think he's borderline. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're saying that for Jalen Brown, then we could say for Shea. I, I would probably say both of them are like all star guys. You think Shea is as good as Jalen? Uh, I mean, I, I think they're both more or less the same level right now. I, I would agree with that. Maybe okay. maybe I would prefer Jalen just because he's a wing. But uh, is Jalen a little older too, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Shea, Shea is still twenty one, right? He's only in his second season. Uh, was very productive on a really good team already. And they were good last year too with him with him there on the Clippers, but uh, but we did. Minnesota also has Jared Culver and Okogi, and there's a lot of good young cores right now. All right, so let's go to the next one. Uh, Atlanta franchise player, Trey Young. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then we'll get to the other players on that team. I think John Collins potential All Star. Phoenix franchise player. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So, why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Justice is better. You can't. Uh, you, can't you can't. Brady, do they have a franchise player? Yes, they do. <laughs> he could be on the heat right now if we didn't. Uh, yeah, I know. You know I know. But, oh, we don't go there. Uh, franchise player. All right, so, so let's, let's go forward then. All 10 teams, Minnesota, Boston, Heat, Memphis, Pelicans, Dallas, Denver, OKC, Atlanta, Phoenix, all have a franchise player with the exception of Gilgis Alexander, we're saying is bubble. Yeah. Agreed? Okay. Agreed. All right, so let's go beyond that. All-star for each team. Potential all-star. Pelicans already have one. Ingram, right? Mm-hmm. Memphis, Jaron Jackson, potential all-star? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know That's if Clark is. He's pretty good. He, I don't know about that. Heat, potential all-star? I think they hero. One. Yep. Yeah. I think I think hero more than. I would say that. one and a half. Yeah, hero. I, I would say more than. I, I none is better as we've talked about all year. None is better now. Hero has higher upside. Uh, Boston All Star, yes. Jalen Brown could have been this year. Minnesota. You could say it for D'Angelo. D'Angelo, right? I mean, he's been, been an yeah. All Star. He's been an yeah. All Star, right? Yeah. Okay. Phoenix. Uh, I they have an All Star potential player. The way Aiton played the second half of the yes. season. Yes. Definitely. Sure. Uh, and if he didn't have the suspension, especially could have probably been, on been higher up, right? That's Even though true. he's not really a modern big. Um, Atlanta is would it be Collins, Collins. Reddish, Collins, potential All Star, maybe Collins. a little bit beneath, maybe. I mean, Herder would never be an All Star, I don't think. But no, he's yeah. a good so Collins is their number two. OKC, do they have an All Star beyond Gilgis Alexander Young? Uh, do they? No, no Stephen Adams is so. 26, as we talked about last night. He's only 26? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> he looks 59. <laughs> He's, it's crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm older than that human being? That doesn't even are. make sense to me. You are. But there, who, who else? Who are the other young players we talked about? How old is uh, Nerlis Noel? Noel is 24. I don't think he has all-star potential anymore. No, he doesn't. Uh, Dor- uh, who say that for their seven future first round picks that they acquired? Well, they're all potential all stars, <laughs> right? Because Presti's the one drafting them, so I think that's very possible. Denver, uh, Murray is an all star potential player, right? Yeah, I think Porter could get there too. I think Porter could too. Dallas, do they have an all star? How old is Porzingis now? He's only 24. 24. He can still be an all star. He's already been an all star, he was yeah. already starting to show signs. So, all of these teams have pretty much franchise player 
all-star except OKC. I think we can move OKC out. I think it's – Yeah. Okay. But wait, does Denver – Denver didn't have a superstar under 25. Uh, Jokic. Jokic is 25. We decided to go with 25. Oh, we, okay. We're doing 25. And, and, and they also and, have Gary Harris, who's 25. And, and Murray going. and Harris. and Okay, so then let's get to the depth. So we've eliminated OKC. All right, so the depth of talent. The Pelicans, you mentioned, you add Ball to that, right? You add Jackson Hayes to that. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Right. Thud in, uh, you know, Summer League. <laughs> so that's, that's the Memphis uh, is very deep. Uh, not beyond the be, uh, Clark, right, uh, beyond the top two. Um, Boston, I, don't, I haven't seen enough of the other guys. Like, Angel always has guys stashed. I don't, right. That's why. That's why I had them four. I would have had them higher, but the drop off after Tatum and Brown was Romeo Langford, um, Taco Fall, and Carson Edwards. Which you they have one person there who I think has outperformed all of those other younger guys this year, who's actually been in the rotation. Grant mm-hmm. Williams. I'm not sure yeah. how old he is. I know he played a little bit in ten, uh, in college, but there's no way he's he's <laughs> no he's he's five, I think, because he's a rookie. Yeah, he played. He did play pretty. He did play pretty well this year. I mean, Romeo Langford is, has big time upside. So I, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like with them, it always kind of usually it takes them a year. Um, Minnesota, uh, Okogi, Okogi and Culver. Yeah, and Culver. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas, Dallas beyond the top two was a uh, Brunson, Jalen Brunson. I don't love him. Yeah, but it's not as impressive as these other guys, other That's teams we're talking about. Yeah, and Justin Jackson's another one. Justin Jackson, Denver. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Porter would be the third there. I mean, yeah. they just, they just traded Malik Beasley. He was oh, we, we didn't mention him for for Minnesota, Minnesota. too. Yeah, he played well after he right. he played well after he came over. Uh, Atlanta beyond the top two. Reddish shown. I, I didn't like Reddish the first half of the season at all. He looked a lot better the second half of the year. You mentioned Herder. They're pretty DeAndre deep. Hunter. Yeah, and DeAndre yeah. Hunter. So that's yeah, three they guys. have they they have depth with they they have depth with youth. Like they're and I I really like Herder as a player. I think I like him more than a lot of people do. I um, do too. I do too. I think he's um, got, I think he's got a ten year career in him. Actually, like, oh yeah, definitely. Sure, starting shooting guard for for the next twelve years type. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just gonna, a he's solid all around guy. Solid player. He defends a little bit. Um, he can shoot. Yeah, size. And and, and Phoenix. Uh, you know. Okay, so beyond Aiton and Booker, who are we talking about? Kelly Oubre. And Bridges. Hey, Ubre had a breakout. And who was the, the shooter that James Jones drafted this past year way too high? Oh, they drafted um, two shooters, uh, Cam Johnson and, and Cam. who was the second one? Uh, yeah. The white dude. I can't remember his name. Anyways, they th- those are the guys. Yeah, they, they overdrafted Cam Johnson by about 15 picks. All right, but looking at that. Good shooter, though. You, definitely, at least that Well, it, it, again, if they can surround these pieces. I mean, they, they missed on so many guys before he got there, Josh Jackson and others. <laughs> But just looking at this, Dragon. let's try to put the heat in context here because you've got, you know, Bam as the top guy is not as high upside as some of the others. He's not as – I mean, let's just be honest. He's not as high upside as Zion. He's not as high upside as Luka. Um, you know, probably not Ja. Uh, you know, Booker we can argue about. Jokic, I think he's higher upside at this point. Uh, Trey, probably not. I mean, depending on what you're looking for. But then – Hero, I think, is as high upside as any of the two guys, potentially. I think none, even being 24 years old, may be as high upside. And then you add DJJ and KZ. So in the context of all of this, you had the Heat third before, uh, Brady. Alex, where would you put the Heat? Honestly, probably four or five. Uh, the only reason I would put Boston ahead is just because of having Tatum and Brown both at the level that they are right now, both young, and, and, and on top of that, they have other, like, lottery picks that are, you know. So trying to account for both uh, current production and future, I think Boston deserves to be in the top three for now. You know, I'm not, I will – it probably won't take long before I turn on the Celtics again, but uh, I think that he should probably be there in the top five with Minnesota. I just think New Orleans and Memphis are just clearly above the rest right now. What do you think, Al? I'd probably put them up five or six um, just because uh, we don't know. And Kendrick Nunn is a 20 point per game guy. Like that's, that's pretty major. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like we, we, under, on, a I, I, on a good team, on a good team, on a good team. Right. Like what, what's that? Is he more like a 15 points per game guy? 
I mean, he was he ended at 16 and change this year. But right? he could be a 20 point per game guy on really? on a good team. Could he though? Right? Yeah, like, definitely how much more could. Of a role, we we talked all year. Like, how much more of a role could he really take? Uh, uh, like more than what he does right now, which we know how he fits into the system. He's not really the point guard. He's just a scoring guard. Like, you think he could go to a much higher level than this? Like, if yeah, I mean, he's a rookie. But I, I guess one of the reasons I, I I put the Heat fifth of six is because we don't know if this is Kendrick Nunn's not his peak, but we don't know how much higher his ceiling is in this. Like, I think okay, he I can score you. twenty points per game, right? Um, well, let me ask like, you: this, if Is he, he better a, than Devonte Graham? Because if you put no, Kendrick yeah, Nunn on Devonte so. Graham with the kind of shots that Devonte Graham was taking, shooting what thirty eight percent this year, but. Is is he better? If you swap roles, put him on a bad team. Put Devontae. Yeah, Graham none on a bad team is better. scoring twenty two points a game, and they're missing the playoffs. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, man. I think Devontae Graham is just so much better at dribbling and being a point guard. I don't think Kendrick Nunn, and they're both advanced age. Like uh, Devontae Graham is twenty five, Nunn is twenty four. So they're. But if Kendrick like, Nunn is doing this on a on a on a four on a four seed with Jimmy Butler, a certified superstar behind, uh, right next to him. What do you think he could do as a looter in a riot on a bad team? Like he would, I think he would score 22 points a game, but I also don't know how much higher his ceiling is. Uh, I, we've all, we've all said that Tyler Hero has a higher ceiling than Kendrick Nunn. Well, at least we believe. Um, but he's, he's so, so young, you know, when these other teams have guys who are 23, 24, like mm -hmm. hitting their stride. And then we talk about KZ. We all feel like KZ's going to be a good player. But his ceiling might be Derrick Jones Jr., right? <laughs> right. Like, I'm sure Boston fans think probably that Romeo Langford's going to be better than KZ Akpala. Like, I mean, if you, exactly. if you, just, if, so, if, if you just looked at college, you would say Romeo Langford's going to be better than KZ Akpala. We've just turned KZ Akpala into this Giannis Smith. Uh, which he may be. I don't know. I mean, the way look at the way he's bulked up. Look at the the progress he made. Productive in college, really, that was for sure. He was productive. But here's the other thing about it, Alf, and, and I think we've hit on something. First thing, I think it's the Pelicans and Memphis and everybody else. Like, yeah, I, I just I, I think when you when you're looking at high end and then Memphis's depth, I think it's that. And I think if you're looking at the you know, I think then you have to look at Boston because of the two all stars and what Langford could be. But I, I think beyond Minnesota, unfortunately, I think Towns is kind of tapped out. Like, I, I, he's great, but I don't know if he's going to get any well, better being there. If you feel uh, that way about Minnesota, then I would say the same for Denver because I would probably put it Denver yeah. even a little bit higher. But just because Jokic is probably more of a winning player than Cat is at this point, and they're both yes. old. And then you got Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, too. That's, that's, a, that's a good – that's a nice young core there. And Gary Harris, like uh, – but doesn't a lot of this have to do with system? Like uh, this is the whole thing where if a player, uh, young players, a lot of times like, okay, New York, you could look on paper and say, if you had their core of young players in Miami being coached by Spolstra in that system, and you gave Spolstra RJ Barrett and, uh, and, and Kevin Knox Mitchell Robinson. The, and, and Rob Mitchell Robinson, some of the other players there, like I don't have any doubt that they may look as good as the Heat's young players. Like, I, I feel like a lot of this has to do – like, what was Kendrick Nunn going to do in New York? He probably just would have been cut. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't think he would have gotten that type of – maybe maybe Charlotte, right? Because <laughs> Devontae Graham got it in Charlotte. But. Right. But how much of this is just where you are, right? Like, I, I think we have to take that into account. So then you look at the infrastructure. Okay, the Pelicans have David Griffin as a GM and Alvin Gentry as a coach. I'm not, I love Alvin personally. I'm not a big Alvin Gentry fan as a coach. Um, but I, have, I believe in David Griffin. I, I, who is Memphis's coach right now? <laughs> I don't even remember. It's a very good question. That's an awesome question. Uh, Brady, Brady, who is Memphis's <laughs> coach? I don't even know. It's um, Taylor Jenkins. No, it's what? Not. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here according to Google. That's a real person. Shut up. <laughs> it's not Dave. Your I mean, Dave Jerger is out, uh, is out of a job right now and is being Dude considered is young too. Born in '84. It was Bickerstaff for a little while, and then he got pushed out. Right now, he's now he's got another job. Bickerstaff right. is always the coach when uh, <laughs> right, right. I don't even know how many Bickerstaffs there are, but there, there's a Bickerstaff <laughs> that gets hired at every say. It used to be Birdie. Now it's JB. I like. I, are we are we confident in in Memphis's ability to develop these guys? I don't I don't know. Um, Boston, I feel like you know they develop those players on the fly in the heat of battle. Like I feel like okay, there's an we might mock the Celtics, but there's an infrastructure there. Is there an infrastructure in Minnesota? I mean, Gerson no. Rojas is a much better GM than what they've had before, but I, I don't. As know. of yet, no. Yeah, they haven't proven anything yet. They're trying. 
is there a fee? Is there an infrastructure in Phoenix? Is there, I like Atlanta's no. coach, but I haven't seen him coach a big game yet. Like is, is there infrastructure in Atlanta? Um, we know there's infrastructure in Denver. We know there's infrastructure in Dallas. We know there's infrastructure in OKC. Okay. So, but I think that matters. Like, I think, I, I think if you of took course. Bam Hero Nun, DJJ and Casey Akpala and put them in Atlanta, put them in Phoenix, put them in Minnesota, they're 50% of what they are in Miami. The only one I don't know for sure if that's correct is none, just for the fact that we all know that he likes getting a lot of shots up. So, you know, if he has a lot more opportunities to get shots up, he yeah. might thrive even more in another. Yeah. Place. The looter at Araya thing, right? Like that's, that's what right. we're looking at. But like, does Bam Adebayo become this in Minnesota? No. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I mean, he just does. He just he, he, you don't the the the. I mean, he's gonna have his own personal work work ethic and all that kind of stuff. But the just like we like we've been mad at Spolstra for holding Bam back right for right. years. But right. honestly, it might have been the best thing for him, right? Instead of just going out there being a freak athlete out of control, like his development was was brought along slowly but surely. And now we see what it's become, and now we would like we 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 still want to see more and more, and want to see him unleash. But Spolster held him back for years. Like, how many times would we be screaming at Bam to just shoot or look at the basket? For we God's still sake? are. We but the point, but the point, <laughs> but the point is, Alf, that's what they do. It's like a rubber band with the heat. It's like they hold him back, hold him back, hold him back, and then they let it go. And then all of a sudden, it's oh my God, look at that player. Like that, that's what they do. Like that's, that's been the development philosophy here for a while. They are holding them back. It's like the whole thing about Jordan. The only guy to hold Michael Jordan under 20 points a game was Dean Smith. <laughs> that's it. That, that's the old saying. The only guy to hold the Michael Jordan under 20 points a game was Dean Smith. But do you think Bam is a different player if you, if he was just unleashed from day one and just said, no, I, I, I think, I think Bam, Bam has a work ethic and he came with it and they researched it. But I think Bam in another system would have uh, developed bad habits he hasn't developed with the Heat. I, I think, think that, I, that's exactly I, it. That's why. You, I, you I know, I, 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 I think. At least him as a playmaker as much as Miami has. Well, that's you know, totally different. Like, right. that's, that, is, that is my, like, no other organization would have done that. None. Like, there was nothing that's on huge. Bam. That's right. Been, but, but I'm saying that there was nothing on Bam coming out of Kentucky that suggested that even even on the night of the draft, all the talk was about how many threes he drained in his workout. Like it, <laughs> it was it was not about his playmaking ability. Like and that, it was about him being a rim runner. Like he was going to be rim Capella. runner, vertical yeah. spacing. Like there was nothing about the play. Like the, I, I don't even think they saw the playmaking coming. Like I, I, I think this is like totally. And but this doesn't happen somewhere else. Like it doesn't. I mean, I, you know, again, I'm going to default to the word I hate, but like, I mean, there is a culture to this. I mean, a lot of the development this year came from Butler believing in him. And so, so I think that, you know, and, but then again, like, okay, let's look at Tyler Hero specifically, and then we'll close out. Let's look at Tyler Hero's first year in Miami. Tyler Hero got a lot of rope. <laughs> yeah, you, okay. ain't, you ain't holding that kid back. And we wanted more because we expected him to be the starting shooting guard. We, we were right. for him to start. Like, yeah. Listen, right. After, after he showed the balls to, to bring that ball back out versus Sixers oh and shoot God. that dagger three. Like, but to even be in that position, Alf, like the fact is like that's very unheat-like. Like, okay, they unleashed Dwayne the first year as a point guard. But Stan uh, did. Stan did, right. It wasn't Spo. It wasn't, it wasn't Pat. I mean, Spo was on the staff and Pat had to at least endorse it. But at that point, they were coming off two horrible seasons and it was kind of like, okay, let's just try whatever we got. And they needed to move it. They didn't want to move Eddie off of two. So they, they didn't have a point guard. So they made Dwayne the point guard, but like uh, Tyler hero, if Tyler hero, see, I think even more than bam, if Tyler hero went to Sacramento, he doesn't, he's not going to become anything like he becomes with Miami. Um, I, I just think that they, they held him back in some ways, but then gave him confidence with a good team and I think that's huge. By the way, the Kings are the one team we didn't put on here. Um, they've had so many oh, yeah. high picks, Brady. Like, I, that's just coming to mind here. Like, do they that belong be here? One, but do they yeah, I feel belong? like they could definitely be in the conversation. But I actually had them on my list. But I didn't think that they would be better than Minnesota just because just look, looking at Towns and D'Angelo Russell, even though we haven't seen them much, I feel like that, especially when you think back, um, they, like, grew up together in high school and AAU and stuff, that I think the chemistry there – is going to be already be there. So, 
But who would okay? So who would be the top guy in Sacramento? And you're, I mean, it's Fox. It's, okay, right. He's twenty-two. So it, right, it's Fox, and then and then uh, Bagley. and then Bagley. Who I, there's always going to be the question with Bagley on. I, I I did something a few years ago, three years ago, where I went back and looked at. This is a good exercise, Brady. If you ever get bored, uh, look back at the player that was drafted right after the player Sacramento picked the past twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just you, you could put like a dream team together that would challenge the 92 dream team. They, they, they literally missed by one pick on everybody. It's like when they took Bagley, I'm like, I like Bagley. And now look what's happened. Okay. (laughs) Could have been Luca. Uh, I mean, if you look at every year, just do it, go to Sacramento's pick and look at the pick, pick just behind them. And you will find out Didn't what they Johnny Flynn before. Um, no, no, Johnny Flynn was Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. was, that was Peter. That was not Peter. Uh, that was uh, David Kahn took uh, three Legend. point guards in that draft. And none of them were Steph Curry. <laughs> like Minnesota, Sacramento. <laughs> they all like just Yo, blend together. They, they vomit was, over themselves on drafts. That's why I like so being many good point guards in that draft. It wasn't even just Steph. They're, like Drew Holiday was in that draft. Ty Lawson, who was good for like six years. Was in that I mean, draft. the Heat took Patrick Beverly in that draft. <laughs> it was a lot of good point cards <laughs> in the second round. Rubio. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could, but but again, this gets back to it. With a team like Sacramento, is it because the players went to Sacramento? Like De'Aaron Fox has broken out of it, but like I mean, a lot of it. Good. He he's he's definitely developed. He, but he is he twenty five? He's got to be twenty five already. No, no, he's not. He's not in the. He doesn't fall in that category. I think there's no way. Yeah, he's. I mean, Buddy Hill's graduated twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not. But, yeah, they could be in the mix. But I'm just getting back to it. If Tyler Hero went to Sacramento, Tyler Hero is probably shooting 38% from the field, getting torched on defense, right, and is nothing like he is in Miami. I, I, just, th- I just think it's, it's a total it, – it, the, the, um, the environment matters. All right, final thing. We talk about the Heat's young core. In two years – how many of them will do this rapid fire? How many of them are still members of the Heat? Oh man, Alex! Oof. Oh God, you gotta go to me first. Uh, so, th- are we including Duncan in this or no? No, Duncan's twenty six. He's out of the mix. We got Bam, Hero, Nun, uh, DJJ, uh, and KZ. You know what, man? Okay, I'm just gonna say one. I'm gonna say Bam, or I'll say two: Bam and KZ. Alf, I think DJJ and KZ are gone. Um, I think DJJ is such a like nice cheap trade pit trade uh, uh, trade option. Like I just feel like there's just so many teams that would want him. You think so? Yeah, I think. So. I mean, just a long wing who can guard point guards. I mean, come on. Like, they, does does demand the ball. Of course, they want to keep him, but in the, for the right deal. Like I mean, they've developed they they've developed him into a guy who could start at the three for a lot of teams around the NBA or be a, a really, really good sixth or seventh man. And that's valuable. And Brady, I mean, Brady, how many? I'd probably say two, just Bam and Hero, because I think that none's always going to be on the table because they're always looking for that big trade. So I think he's always going to be on the block no matter what. So I think how is, it po- how, how is it possible that the youngest guy on the podcast has the deepest voice? How is that possible? <laughs> You have the best voice for a podcast of the four of us. That's it's not the, uh, it's the it's the steroids in the chicken. That's what. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I'm so you think two. You think Bam and Hero. I'm gonna say three. Uh, I I think Bam, Hero, or none, DJJ or KZ. I think there's there's duplication at both spots. So. And I think it's more likely KZ than DJJ this year. Yeah, because he's going to stay cheaper for longer. Yeah, See, I, I, for me is that ba- DJJ is the last of Bam's close friends, and they traded the other two. And he's going to be so cheap that I feel like it's going to be such an easy way to like acquiesce to Bam, and also he's a rotation. I don't think he's going to be cheap though. That's the problem. He's not going to be cheap, and I think you're at you the point so? now where like I think part of Bam's development this year was letting go of all that. Like I, whenever Dwayne had to go through this, right? Like, who, who was Dwayne close with in his rookie year? Karan. Lamar and Karan, right? Especially Karan, but also Lamar and Eddie, okay? But that's part of it. When you become a leader of a team, you got to learn to let guys go. I, I think they've already done it with Bam. I mean, Justice and Josh are gone. If DJJ goes, he goes. Like, that's, 
Bam will get asked about it for two days, talk about how much he misses his friend, and then they'll say to Bam, you have even more responsibility now, and he'll move on with it. And Bradley Beal's coming. Right. And he's actively <laughs> recruiting him. Right. I, that, I think Bam gets the big picture enough. And I think the fact that he went through it in his first couple of years, losing two of his closest friends on the team, like I, I don't think he's going to have an issue with that. I think Bam, Hero, and KZ are here. I think none in DJJ go in the next two years. I think the Heat will work out enough flexibility that they don't have to give up Hero or KZ. Because my belief is they value KZ more than they value DJJ. And by the way, they value Duncan more than they value Kendrick. I've talked about that on the podcast, too. Duncan Robinson is the greatest shooter in NBA history, so. Well, he should. He, right, exactly. Uh, Brady, tell me about, you, you know a little about Mr. M's, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I just, tell, tell me about it. No, I just, uh, I've been going there for a long time. Like you said, it's right across from the Dolphins training facility. So it's just right in the middle, right by Nova Southeastern. So I've just been going there for a long time. It's just best subs in South Florida. I agree, actually, and that uh, I know. I know there's another sub shop that's down the street that I frequented a little bit. One of those down in Fort Lauderdale too. Overrated, we, unless we they shop. want to sponsor us. We right, <laughs> that, then we'll change. Then we'll change. There's another one. It's you know, it's a, it's two words. Um, you know, they they tend to overpile at times. Subway. No, it's not Subway. <laughs> not Subway. I think all four of us know which one that is. Uh, although it's a Broward thing, though, Alex, not a Dade thing. But, uh, but we're, we're going to go to Mr. M Sandwich Shop instead. So use the code 15% off, code 5R. Follow Brady on Twitter. Brady, uh, your Twitter account is different, though, right? It's Miami Hawk 07. Is that right? Yeah, 607. Six yep. 607, like double O, um, not really. All right, so six, Miami Hawk 607. Check out our other podcast, obviously, Alf954. Oh, and I haven't mentioned this. We have a new Twitter account. We have a new Twitter account. We should let Brady tweet off this, too. Um, I am not going to be tweeting off of it. I'm staying on five reasons sports and Ethan J. Skolnick. We created at five, spell it out. I know we're confusing people. Five on the floor and then the number five. So F-I-V-E on the floor, number five. We've got Manny Chang who used to be with 560 and he's going to be manning the account with Alf and Alex. And hey, Brady, if you wanted to also. So that is going to be where you get Ethan free opinions. Okay. I'm not touching five on the floor. We all agree to that. So Al, it's just going to be Alf spouting off about a bunch of crap. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea to give me the login. To be honest with you, <laughs> like, have you even seen my Twitter account? I have. Well, you're going to have to control it. It's not. This is not LSO. I, I think the two of us. Uh, we'll just go back and forth during games, like five on the floor versus five reasons sports. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> argue. Confuse the hell out of everybody. All right, follow all our stuff. Five Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.